On this episode of AV Week, the Wi-Fi Alliance has released a new certification allowing for the streaming of 4K. What exactly makes up the best display? Plus, keeping your employees connected. All that and more. Next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Infocom International. This is AV Week, episode 255, recorded Friday, July 15th, 2015. Streaming 4K. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us this week, uh, my buddy Powell, and uh, used to be tech manager. His name is Greg Brown. He now works for a company called Cybertech. How are you, sir? Hello, Tim, and actually it's Cybertech. Cybertech. Well, yeah, Cybertech. Yes, Cybertech. We're mispronouncing the company 10 seconds no, into the I'm show. mispronouncing it. You, the 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 nice employee, is doing a fine Off job. to a hell of a start, aren't <laughs> Oh, and you, now Greg. here come the sirens. So, uh, that's, oh, shoot. Sorry. Well, that's actually probably from Kelly Perkins. Kelly Perkins uh, is with yeah. AVI Systems. <laughs> she is uh, joining us uh, from a remote Sorry, location. Sorry, not a fire. That's all right. Um... She's joining us from a remote location uh, in uh, beautiful Minneapolis. How are you, ma'am? I am wonderful. Hello, everyone, and thank you for having me on the show today. Yes. We did. Uh, we just did a tour of U.S. Bank Stadium mm. in Minneapolis. Um, we're going to have an event there later this later this winter, and so now I'm I'm sitting at a table outside of a restaurant, uh, 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 live live streaming to all of you. So that's. That's why the sirens are happening. I apologize. And just for clarification, U.S. Bank Stadium is where the the um, uh, the Vikings will play, correct? Yes. Yes. Good luck with that. So. And and contrary Go to Vikings. popular opinion, U-Haul is not our newest sponsor of the show. Yeah, Kelly is sitting in front of a U-Haul truck. No, I think somebody's moving into the building behind me. Well, good for them. Apologies. Yeah. It's some some poor AV integrator that doesn't have a truck. <laughs> like, right. like, like Cybertech. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. A uh, couple, couple things. Uh, first and foremost, let's let's get, bring the just bring the stories in because I you know, um, let's see if I can do this correctly. Here we go. Um, my computer's not working well today. Faster Wi-Fi powers UHD and 4K. This comes to us from our friends over at Innovate on the Net. The Wi-Fi Alliance has expanded their Wi-Fi certification AC certification. I'm sorry, their Wi-Fi certified AC certification program to lead the way for faster internet speeds and handling of UHD and 4K video. Uh, quote unquote, based on IEEE 802.11 AC Wave 2 Wi-Fi is capable of delivering up to multi-gigabit-per-second data rates. So, here's the thing with this. Um, as somebody who's been in the industry for, you know, six months or, or a year, um, two or three years, wireless video, Wi-Fi video, has never been 
all that reliable. Now, this is also talking about streaming and streaming 4K and streaming UHD. With doing this, basically what they're talking about is they're, they're adjusting um, the IEEE, the 802.11, which is, if you don't know that, it's part of the Wi-Fi alliance, and, and it's what kind of makes your Wi-Fi work um, in, 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 a, in, in any router, if, as long as your, your router is 802.11 compliant uh, or Wi-Fi alliance compliant. They're talking about doing this so you can take a Roku um, and stream um, uh, Netflix 4K or, or Amazon Prime 4K or UHD. Greg, the first thing that came to my mind, though, is as somebody who's been in the industry, for, uh, in, in all seriousness, for a long time, I don't know for that I trust. Months. Yeah, two, three months. I don't know that I trust um, 4K video um, over, over wireless. Um, do you? Trusted hell. As long as we can sell it, that's all that matters. Okay. Right? Um, <laughs> no, I. It, it'll be interesting to see what they've actually come up with. I, I think it's a. I think it's something where the higher resolutions and wireless. It's it's just a matter of time. We'll have it, and people will want it. Un- undoubtedly, as I'm discovering here out in the real world, uh, people will want it before it's. A viable technology you know we had to talk we kind of talked a bunch of people through or out of um, doing wireless presentation in a recent project because you know they wanted to do videos and stuff like that like that it's like um we, we would need to sit down and you know have you experience this before you know you do this what they were hoping to do um, although yeah there are some there are some boxes that are beginning to get the hang of it um, I think it's only a matter of time, and yeah, we'll see it, and people will want it. It's just some people are going to want it before they really should want it. Before it's ready, yeah. Kelly, uh, yeah. Uh, Netflix has, has, for a while now, has touted their 4K streaming, and it's not on it's not on every product. It's not on every show. Um, but they, they've touted it for a while, and I believe, I could be wrong on this, I believe that they were the first streaming service to do so. This kind of helps them a little bit, but when, when it comes to other... Yeah, other providers or other technologies, like Greg said, is this something where us as integrators need to need to get ahead of the curve for our clients and make sure that we know what what they're going to ask and um, what they're talking about, so we can, you know, as your sales uh, engineers or you know, as you guys are doing um, different marketing pushes, you guys understand exactly what they're asking. Yeah, I think you know, you I get in trouble for this a lot because we push out a lot of content, you know. To, to, to our end users and customers that may, that makes everything sound so easy. <laughs> you know, of course it works. Of course it does that. And then I get, I get my engineers coming back to me and going, why are you sending this out? This is so much harder than it, you know, you're making it sound. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but is it doable guys? Well, yeah. You know, if we do this, 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 and it's like, okay, so let's make it work. You know? And I think to Greg's point, it's, you know, it's, it's goes back to that whole consumer side of stuff where, you know, if, if people can do it at home and people are doing it in their own, you know, personal lives, why can't we do it at work? Why can't we have it in, you know, in our offices, in our buildings, et cetera? I mean, it, it, it's going to happen regardless. So, yes, of course we should prepare ourselves. Ke- Kelly sounds like a lot of our clients, and it's really annoying. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Kelly's annoying or? <laughs> oh, your clients are annoying. Or your clients are annoying. Well, the, the the whole whole idea is, you know, that that that, you know, hey, 
let's do it. Let's make it work. That's that's. Uh, it makes for some long days sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but I'm also in marketing, so you know. Yeah, yeah, marketing, sales. It's 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 that same sort of you know, feet firmly planted in midair idea. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on from from that aspect. Um, I caught on to this this article. It's it's, it's by a young man by the name of Alan Braun. Um, I interviewed Alan last year in Philcom. Alan is a good guy. Alan's a good guy. Yeah, he's actually in in Greg's neck of the woods. In Southern California, um, Alan r- writes for AV Network, uh, my friends over at New Bay, and goes on and, and talks about talks about you know Alan's been in the business for for 35, 30, 35 years. Talks about you know walking the the show floor and talking about displays. And, and here's the thing: I'm not going to read the entire article, but the, the the one thing that caught on to me is the title of it, and it's called "In Search of the Perfect Display." And I'm going to tap both of you here as because both of you um, went to Infocom this year. Greg, it was your first year as a non-technology manager, so you've got you know you have that aspect going. Yes, Kelly. It was. Kelly, first for you, what if, from your estimation, both as a marketing person, but somebody that works in, in integration um, that has to you know help your clients understand what they want, need, and desire. But also as somebody who consumes this stuff, right? I mean, you, you've got, you know, a, a display at home. You guys use it um, a lot. You use different displays and, and VTC, and we'll get to that in the next story, at AVI Systems because of your various uh, offices. If you're sitting down, you're going, you know what? We're going to build, let's say, let's say you guys are building a new office space, and you get to pick the display that you get to interact with. What's your perfect display? What's it look like? What's it feel like? I want a giant one. I want a floor to ceiling display that I can walk up to and I can start showing my entire team or people that are walking in the building all of the cool stuff it can do. For example, I can walk up to it. I know this is terrible. Shush, Greg. <laughs> I want I feel sorry for your engineers. <laughs> I feel so sorry for your engineers. Something well, why not? He's asking what my perfect display would be, okay? Yeah. Perfect. Not not necessarily in a real world and what I can actually afford. Okay, so floor You're to marketing. Display, I already know the real world has nothing to do with this. <laughs> so then I can walk up to it and I can like, I can log in with my phone. I can bring up my entire desktop. I can bring up anything I want, whether it's a browser, et cetera, et cetera. And I can make things bigger. I can make things smaller. I can decide, do I want to start writing and taking notes? I can do that on this display as well. And it's not just a display. It's like an actual wall. So it's like right outside of my office, right where I can have a little meeting area with my team again or anybody else that's there. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. You you forgot the part about being able to roll it up and put it in your purse when you're done. And that's mine. <laughs> that that that's my that's my display. That's the OLED. But I haven't I haven't chimed in yet. How cool would that be? Yes. Mine can be permanent. I'm cool with that. All right, Mr. Brown. I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need to roll it up like a yoga mat and throw it in my bag. What what is your perfect? I display can leave that part of the office. Yeah. <laughs> what what is my perfect display? Yeah. Oh gosh, um, I I might be a little bit more cynical about this. Um, that that's a news flash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is why we work. This is why we work, Greg. <laughs> um. Uh, well, actually, now speaking from somebody who's you know, part of an integration company, the best display is the one that we get the biggest markup on. Oh, jeez. 
uh, which is I about you were engineering, not sales. You're an entirely different person. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, no, no. If, uh, I, I think, gosh, you know, the perfect display. Um, I, I think it's very subjective, and I think the problem is most people. You know, if you if you know, th there's a reason we don't do a projector shootout at the show anymore. Okay. And, and I think if we did a monitor shootout, you know, I think most of these people would realize that they can't tell the difference between half of these things anyway. So um, there there are there are lots of monitors out there, and most of them really are not bad at all. Um, all although I I was. I, I was looking like I, I, I was going to have to spec a Vizio in a project the other day, and I I said, guys, I'm not specking a Vizio, and they're like, um, we don't want you to spec a Vizio either. So well, now hang on for a second. Hang, let, hey, time out, time out. Time out on Vizio, right? I, I, I am not I'm not the world's biggest fan of Vizio, not an underwriter, but but understand where I'm coming from here. Did, did we just check off another company that's no, no, not no, no, they're, an they're underwriter? Fine. They're fine. Um, <laughs> they have got the, the biggest, least expensive 100, 110-inch display. I saw it last year at Cedia. Very impressive. And, yeah, they they probably came in and undercut a lot of folks and, and ticked off a lot of inter integrators, right, 10, 15 years ago when they first came into the market. But it's not a bad display, and freaking, you know, you need a 110-inch display, dude. It, it's a lot lighter than the Panasonic was from from was it three or four years ago? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even even the Samsungs, which are, you know, not not often the greatest monitor out there, but damn, it's hard to beat the price, and they're generally light, and they look good, and they're thin, and. And and I think we're doing an exceptional job of dancing around the size matters joke, which will go in somewhere around here. You know, it's uh, well. And here's the thing: no, 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 size absolutely matters, especially if you're if you're talking about replacing um, projector screen combinations, right? Which a lot of times is what is what's happening now. Right, right. Greg is a former tech manager. I'm a former tech manager. I was doing 120 inch. Um, screens. I'm not replacing a, a display with that, right? Not at this point in time. Um, for economic reasons, for installation reasons, for um, all sorts of other reasons. Um, but you start talking about 60, 70, 80 inch um, displays and projector monitors, uh, projector screen combinations. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can replace those sizes all day long, um, especially on the on the 70 inch and below currently. It's going to be less expensive um, than doing, by and large, um, less expensive than doing a projector screen combination. You start getting into the 80 and 90 inch, depending on what projector you're going with, right? Um, the 90 inch is running somewhere in the neighborhood of, of $10,000, $12,000. You can get an 80 inch for about 8500 typically. Um, go ahead, Greg. And I think what but, I want is like a hundred grand. Oh, then shoot. Yeah. You, you have a budget. I feel so sorry for your engineers. 
<laughs> but but you know they're in in higher ed. It's a completely different world. When when we were thinking about that, we were also in many cases not putting in monitors because we needed to move the darn thing out of the way because we had a whiteboard or I'll speak for yourself. No. Chalkboard. No, we didn't. You know. Yeah. That, in, in in a lot of higher ed locations, you do. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, because you, you put the screen in front of yeah, the in front of the board. You, yeah. you, you depending on your market, you're going to have a whole bunch of different things. Pe people don't think about the chalkboards or the whiteboards in higher ed when they're mounting these monitors all over the place half yeah. the time, or they think they're going to mount these monitors all over the place. So let, let me. The other thing, the other thing you have is the, is the, you know, the the kids coming in and messing with everything aspect that yeah. we had in higher ed. No, that's true. L let me give you my, my takeaway from Alan's uh, article plus my own two cents, right? Um, the the best display is the one that you have. Let's start there, right? Because uh, if you don't have a display, well, then obviously you can't you can't do anything with it. But if we're, we're talking about what do I want as somebody who used to design, um, program, you know, do stuff like that, I'm a little bit on Kelly's side when it comes to this because... I want it to be interactive beyond the fact that I'm a huge proponent of OLED um, and I still think that it has a place in the, in, in the market. I think that eventually the technology will get there and they will s figure out a way to get a 60, 70, 80 inch OLEDs. Oh, um, absolutely. AMOLEDs is a whole other aspect of that. And that's when uh, I was you know, somewhat joking about roll rolling it up in your pocket. But that's the aspect, and that that is actually where I see it going. This is this is a, a few years down the road, but it, it, it's a flexible enough display where it could replace. Here's the thing: the display and the screen all at the same time, and still roll up like a projector screen, right? I've wondered if we would see that. Uh, that's so cool. I that think absolutely animal. Well, here's the thing. Absolutely. On a, on a box that rolled down in classrooms. Oh, well, yeah, because it, it, it totally can. I mean, they, they, they're, there are YouTube videos out there right now. I think Samsung is, is the most popular one right now. They've got like 5 or 10 million views on this. But they're taking it's, – it's a, it's, it's a cell phone. Understand. It's a cell phone. Mm -hmm. But it's a cell phone screen. It's AMOLED. And they're bending. And the bend radius is no smaller than the bend radius of a projector screen. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I'm I'm just wondering whether the market is going to be big enough for us to see that, mm. you know, mo monitor in a projector-like case hung on the wall so it can come down in front of whiteboards. Yep. Or, although some, some people, <clears throat> UCLA, will probably still have chalkboards at that point anyway. Still. You know what? I, I used to do a lot of work at WashU. There's something to be said about an old-school chalkboard in a big lecture hall. It just It's it's nostalgic, Greg. Oh, um, talking to many of our professors, I, I, the word nostalgic would come up Come on, you've got this yes. giant oak filled, you know, oak lined room. You don't want a you don't want a, a whiteboard in there. You want that to be chalk. And like Kelly said, it's easy to write on. So all right. <laughs> Last story here. Um, it gets your fingers all dirty. What's that, chalk or, or the, the markers? Chalk. Yeah. Okay. So AVI Systems, uh, with Kelly's employer, has launched a battle of the bands. Uh, this story was picked up by Commercial Integrator, which I found fascinating. Um, we'll put a link to the story on here. You can go. You can vote for the people of the Battle of the Bands. 
but that's not why. It ends today. So. It, oh, well, never mind then. If you're watching live, you can It, end, you can it ends at end of day today. Oh, so. good Lord. <laughs> All right, well, if, you were, if you're watching live, you can go vote on it. So, but here's one I want to pick up on this. Uh, is a quote by Ms. Perkins. Sometimes our offices feel like they're on their own little island, says Perkins. We've acquired a lot of these offices through acquisition, so they had to co- they had some of their own culture. With the one AVI program, that's a way to bring everyone into the same culture and move together as one group. Now, Kelly, real quickly, I want you to explain AVI, the one AVI program. Uh, but part of that is incorporating a lot of VTC and connecting your your um, your 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 offices together yes <laughs> it's been it's been it's been a little bit of a beast but it's been it's been awesome so kind of like how I had mentioned you know in that in that quote it's it's hard because we have 15 offices and there a lot of them have been acquisitions and they have their own culture and it's really hard to create kind of a, a consistent culture uh, amongst the whole company and all of these offices and I'm not I'm not saying I want to you know get rid of their uniqueness and you know, they're geographical and demographical, et cetera, et cetera, because they all have really cool and unique, unique characteristics. I'm just saying to get everyone on the same page and understand what other offices are going through and what other job roles um, are involved in the process. So we did, a, we did an, a, an office tour earlier in the year, and we asked everyone in each office, um, you know, what, what could we as a company, what could we as individuals, what could, what could we do better, and what could your coworkers do better to promote and just help each other. So, so we took these thousands and thousands of of ideas. We kind of we streamlined it and sifted through it, and, and ended up with seven different actions that we, as ourselves and we as coworkers, could do better to um, improve the experience as a company and improve the experience for our customers. So we came up with this one AVI program, and we meet weekly. Uh, we we meet weekly for nine weeks. We split up the company into 50 teams of 10. So this spans regions, this spans offices, this spans job roles. It's, it's, uh, we meet every Monday and we meet every Thursday. So what, we, what we've done is we ordered everyone that didn't have them, including accounting people and some people that wouldn't normally have um, you know, video capabilities. We ordered everyone cameras, we ordered everyone headsets, um, and we kind of, we, we, we had specific times for people to sign up for, so each team signed up for a specific time so we didn't have to worry about kind of bandwidth issues. And we meet, we meet over Skype for Business uh, twice a week with about, you know, a total of about 500 people. So it's been, this, this was our first week. Um, so it's been, you know, it was, I was expecting it to be kind of a huge disaster, and it, it wasn't. It was actually, we've gotten a ton of good feedback. Um, so it's, it's really cool, and... The Battle of the Bands was just kind of like a kickoff for it. So it's kind of promote, you know, you can, you know, we, our days are so stressful, you know, that, you know, that we're all, we're all working over hours. We're all, you know, a bit curmudgeon and we just get, we get crabby and it's like sometimes taking a step back and working with your coworkers to, to have a little bit of fun, <laughs> you know, is, is, is very necessary and, and much needed. So that's, that's the whole idea around, around this program. All right, so here's here's actually why I like having both of you on at this uh, this because Kelly is is a part of ABI Systems, pretty good sized company, fifteen locations. Greg is 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 the opposite of that, and I'm saying that 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 Cybertech is is tiny, but you guys don't have fifteen locations, right? No, we're tiny. Yeah, okay, so you're <laughs> tiny, right? I'm, I'm I'm employee number eleven, but 
we've added a new person every month for the last three months. Wow. So you might uh, not be tiny forever. Exactly. We're not going to be tiny forever. We were two people a year ago. So here's, so, here's, uh, here's what I want to get with this. As you guys grow and as you go out into the world, this is something that, at least I think, that doing something like internet doesn't have to be Microsoft Office, um, um, Skype for Business. But, you know, keeping that sort of communication open, I think, is absolutely huge. Um, what, Greg, what do you guys do to, as you, because Greg just finished up a pretty significant job, you were on site. So what do you guys do to stay in communication eh, on a daily, weekly basis? Uh, I'll carry laptops and, and iPhones. Okay. Um, and and it's it's you know a, a hoop that you have to jump through. Even even as our at our size, we are the sister company to a furniture manufacturer. We're we're both owned by, uh, or we're we're uh, co-owned um, with a guy who owns a a Technion uh, furniture. Uh, uh, group, and uh, they are down in Irvine, so they're about 15 miles away, which is, you know, uh, a, a block is is as good as a mile some days, it seems, you know, and, and we, we end up with uh, people working out of that office or working with people in those offices fairly regularly so you know we we are we're all wired and we're all you know very well versed in uh, communicating with people and uh, you know across distances we've also been doing a big project in uh, a, a huge project up in uh, San Francisco which you know the opportunity uh, uh, came up and so we've had basically a couple people living up there in San Francisco for the last few months um, you know, coming back on weekends and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we, 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 we know the drill, even though we're, you know, much smaller. Yeah. The, the one thing I would, I would say, and this is from my days, um, running the, the programming house, not only is, is daily communication important. We actually used to do a, um, call it a daily, uh, daily call. Uh, it was like 10, 15 minutes. That's it. We, we used a conferencing system, uh, mainly because most of my uh, most most of my employees were remote to me. I'm based in St. Louis. We had um, programmers up and down in the Central Time Zone, um, but it was a commitment to not not stay on for hours on hours. It was a it was a touch point in the day for us to what's wrong, how can we fix it? Let's move. You know what? Let's 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 all kind of touch base once once a day. The other thing is uh, as a repository for information for. How do we do things? Not only just regular processes, right? How to how to onboard an employee, but um, the programmers that I had were high level programmers, right? I I'm not a an ACE certified AMX programmer or a platinum or diamond level now uh, Crestron programmer. These folks were right, so they've been in the business for a hundred years. They've been doing this stuff. Now you know wealth wealth of knowledge th- these people had. So we started building a repository to start going over not only just simple. Hey, you're going to run into this sort of, of situation um, sometime in your programming career. This is how to fix it, right? But also the one-offs, like you know, you've got you know 15 classrooms and they all have to simultaneously you know interact with each other. This is how we did that too. So, um, right, daily touch points as well as um, you know creating some sort of repository of knowledge. I think is is absolutely huge because you know what, it, it, folks are going to leave, um, and when they leave. <coughs> 
that knowledge leaves with them. So communicating yes. and, and, and expanding, uh, it also gives you a great opportunity as you onboard new folks. And especially um, you know, talking about, we were talking about um, with, with uh, our editor, Josh, about getting new, new people in the industry. Kelly's a part of NSCA's Ignite. You get, get a brand new, uh, a, a freshly minted you know, college graduate. How are you going to teach them? Right, you're gonna have them run around and, and ride along for three years to to, to to glom off of of every single technician they can get a hands on. Well, yeah, it's part of that. But the other thing is, you've got this giant list of knowledge that you know is, is from your integrator that's been been doing this for thirty years. Right, you also have that that as well. So, yeah, yeah I think there's. I think when it comes to that stuff, it's, you know, we've we've identified three different areas. You know that you you know you can you can. You can have everybody sit through all the Infocom classes and get your CTS and do this and that, you know, and then you have the hands-on, you know, and then you have manufacturers. But, the, you know, like you're saying, Tim, the toughest, the toughest part is the tribal knowledge. It's that knowledge of I've been doing it for this company this long. I've been, you know, I, I have this much experience. I understand the process. I understand this customer. It's all that tribal knowledge that is really hard to get, hard to get into the minds of the new people, you know, because you can't just write it down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and one thing we do have here is we have a tremendous amount of information that's kept on the on the shared drive, yeah. which is actually down at the furniture company. And uh, but every, all of our computers are are tied into it, and all of our laptops can tie into it. So, you know, I can be in my in my office here one day working on it, and yet I can pick up the laptop and go out in the field and uh, you know find Wi-Fi or get my phone to do a hotspot and boom I can be tied into it too so yeah it's which you know it's not rocket science but it it brings to a large extent everybody into the same office to to a certain extent yeah absolutely all right guys I'm gonna let you go then on on a, on a nice Friday afternoon let you enjoy it uh, mr. Greg Brown thank you sir mr. from from Cybertech how do people find you? You, you you almost said UCLA didn't you I almost said UCLA yes <laughs> Uh, three and a half months and a million miles ago. Mm. Um, let's see. I'm. Uh, it seems to be uh, LinkedIn is where everybody finds me these days. Okay, very good. Also with us is Miss Kelly Perkins from AVI Systems, also one of the hosts of our uh, of our AV Social Show. So thank you, ma'am. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. It was good to see you, Greg and Tim. Um, you can find me Ditto. on LinkedIn as well, Kelly P Perkins or AVI underscore Kelly on Twitter. Yeah, and if you're watching the video, Kelly is is actually going to get off this call and continue uh, her Pokemon Go um, uh, adventures. So no, she's she's outside. out she's out there enjoying her week of summer that they get there in uh, in, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yes, that, that was also yeah, too. Yeah, so. very much. Fall, so. <laughs> fall starts next week, <laughs> says the guy from Southern California. All right. Um, actually, speaking of, of Pokemon Go, uh, Josh Rago, our, our editor in chief, sends me this this this. Cryptic text message the other night it says, "Hey, can you read something?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And and the first line was Pokemon Go, and I'm like, "You got to freaking be kidding me! You did not write a Pokemon Go for AV blog post." Sure enough, he did, and it it if it's darn good if I do say so myself. And and um, so check it out if you would please. Josh's uh, Josh's Pokemon to go uh, Pokemon Go. Um, blog post talks about AR, uh, dives into it, and, and some really interesting insights and some really interesting possibilities uh, he's laid out there. So, uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me, but go by the website if you would please, avnation.tv. avnation.tv, you will find this program 
a host of others. I mentioned Kelly's uh, uh, AV Social Show. They're recording a new one in about two weeks, kind of going over the and, and doing a, a, a post-op of uh, Infocom. And we have also have a, a weekly uh, residential show called Resi Week, hosted by Matt Scott. Uh, that'll come up uh, every Monday, uh, posted typically on Wednesdays, uh, and then, of course, this one uh, typically posted on Mondays. All right, so avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week. Oh, my God.